judgment is coming. I think it is coming soon. Why do I think that? Because judgment comes when the wrath of God gets so filled up that the anger of God is loosed. It is loosed because of the sins of this world and because of the sins of the apostate churches which have fallen away from Scripture and set up other doctrines. If you have cable television, you have access probably to Turner Classic Movies, which go all the way back to the 1930s. Most of them are 1940s, 50s. As you look at those movies, you should be able to see how much sin has increased in this world today. I watched the Super Bowl this year, 2023. I never watch the halftime shows because I know they have gotten so lewd and vulgar that I cannot stand them. They had some famous female singing. I didn't know who she was. I still don't know her name. I did not listen to her, but I did watch a portion of the presentation. I was very shocked because both the male dancers and this female star spent a great deal of time deliberately rubbing their private parts. They were wearing slacks so you could obviously see what they were doing, and they wanted you to see it. And it was part of the performance. It wasn't one time. It was over and over and over during the entire performance. The fans at the Super Bowl just went wild with cheers. I was so shocked because the next day on CNN News, they had a special about how wonderful the Super Bowl halftime presentation was. And they showed on television this female singer and her dancers, which were about eight dancers, maybe ten. And the CNN announcer was talking about how wonderful this presentation was. And you could clearly see them deliberately rubbing their private parts as the music played. Now this is extremely lewd. I think about the only thing worse would be if they just took all their clothing off and rubbed themselves. Or perhaps commit sex in front of the audience. It's really bad. When you turn on your television and you even see commercials, some of them are so lascivious, I cannot stand to watch them. I can't stand to hear them. I have to quickly mute 
the sound. Lasciviousness is one of the sins that can destroy you completely. There are many shows that are way off, spiritually speaking. And they didn't all start with this decade. But the overt lewdness has become rampant in the past 10 years or so. There is one movie that has some of the most beautiful music written for Broadway musicals. And that movie is Carousel. I will not watch Carousel because its theme is it's based on a young man who dies and comes back and watches over his teenage daughter, which is entirely non-scriptural. God watches over his people. The dead people don't come back and watch over the living. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. To think that a dead human being watches over the living is to take the place of the real God. It's a terrible thing. There are stories through history, through many decades of history, on this theme. I will not watch those, no matter how beautiful the music is. I will not watch them. It is really up to us to keep ourselves from sin. So why is God angry? Why is the wrath of God coming upon this earth? It's really easy to see that. If you know anything about the Bible, you should know the story of Noah. The wrath of God came because God looked upon man and saw the evil that man was doing at the time of Noah. So God said, I will destroy man from off the earth. And he did, except for Noah and Noah's family. Noah was a righteous man, and God spared Noah and his family because Noah was righteous. He destroyed everyone else, causing it to rain 40 days and 40 nights until the water completely covered the entire earth. Genesis chapter 6 describes Noah's period of time. Man was violent. Does that sound familiar? Man was violent. He had corrupted the earth. And because of the violence in man, God destroyed everyone except Noah and his household. Today we have 
displayed in front of us not only sexual provocations, but we have violence, extreme violence, extreme fierceness. There aren't many weeks that go by without having some form of mass shooting where people kill other people without cause. It's strictly a fierceness inside people, a violence of the end times that's inside individuals. And for sins like these, lewdness, sexual sins, homosexuals and lesbians, and an increase in approval of homosexuals and lesbians, it's because of these things, according to the Bible, that God awakens and destroys sections of the earth. Why did he destroy Sodom? Why did God bring fire and brimstone on Sodom and cause it to be destroyed? Genesis 19, God sent two angels to destroy Sodom. What were they doing? What were the people doing in Sodom? God sent the two angels who were going to destroy Sodom. The first thing they had to do is get Lot, Abraham's nephew, out of Sodom to safety before they could destroy Sodom. Now, angels don't have wings like the world shows. Angels look like natural men. These two angels literally took Lot and his wife and his two daughters by the hand and transported them out of the city of Sodom. Sodom was one of the most wicked cities of all cities. Genesis 13.13 13 tells us, that it was exceedingly wicked before the Lord. What were they doing that was so wicked? Well, one of the things was they were homosexuals. They came from every quarter of the city of Sodom because they wanted to have sex with the two men who were at Lot's house in Sodom the two angels. Angels looked just like natural men, so they didn't know they were angels. When these two men who were sent to destroy Sodom arrived at Sodom, Lot saw them, and he said, come into my house and spend the night and then you can arise early in the morning and go on your way. And they said, oh no, we'll stay in the street. Well, Lot knew how dangerous it was in the streets because he knew homosexuals would come out to try to have sex with these two men. He was protecting these two men who were really angels. Angels. 
He took them into his house. But before they could go to bed at night, men came from every quarter of the city of Sodom to have sex with these two men who had come to the home of Lot. And Lot said to them, My brethren, do not so wickedly. Lot knew it was wicked. And they said, Well, we'll do worse to you who judge us than we'll do to them. All this you can read in Genesis 19. The two angels staying at Lot's house, who looked just like natural human beings, they caused all the men at Lot's house who were trying to get in to have sex with him, they caused every one of them to go blind. That's how much power angels have. Then the angel said to Lot, Come out of this place, for the Lord sent us to destroy it. God has seen their sins. And he sent us to destroy it. Now what does the Bible say about homosexuals and lesbians? Romans chapter 1. I'm strictly quoting God's view from the Holy Bible. Romans chapter 1. Do I hate homosexuals or lesbians? No. No, I don't hate them. This is what the Bible says. So if someone asks me, do you approve homosexuals? I say no. Because in the Bible, God says they are turned over by God unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. That's Romans chapter 1, verse 26, verse 27. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Some homosexuals will say they were just born that way. They were always homosexual. I asked God about that, and he took me to Mark chapter 10, Verse 6, in the beginning, God created them, male and female, but he turned them over to this reprobate mind to do the sins of a homosexual and lesbian. Unnatural, it's without natural affection. And now one of the things that Second Timothy chapter 3 tells us is in the last days perilous 
times will come. I asked God about the subject of the increase in homosexuals and lesbians that we are seeing today. God called my attention to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Paul said, In the last days perilous times will come because there will be lovers of their own selves. And one of the characteristics they would have, just people in general, I'm not speaking just of homosexuals and lesbians, but there is one characteristic, they will be without natural affection. And that's a homosexual lesbian. So yes, there will be an increase in homosexuals and lesbians in the last days. Another thing listed in 2 Timothy chapter 3, where Paul says there will be perilous times in the last days, is that men and women will be fierce, fierce, violent, having extreme anger. We certainly are seeing that today. And in the churches, they will fall away from Scripture. And the churches will become apostate because they did not cling to the New Testament Bible and the Scriptures of the New Testament Bible, but they fell away from Scripture and set up their own doctrines to please themselves. With the increase of birth control, sex outside of marriage has multiplied incredibly. That would be fornication. Sex outside of marriage is fornication. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Listen to what the Apostle Paul said to the men concerning fornication. Start at verse 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot, a prostitute? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. Verse 18. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Men and women, if you have sex outside of marriage, you become one flesh with that sex partner. How do you divide one flesh? Not by leaving them, not by divorce papers. Of course, in this case I'm speaking of, you're not married legally so there are no divorce papers but you're still one flesh 
you will ruin your life. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. The two become one flesh at the time of sexual intercourse. How do you separate when you're one flesh? There's only one way I know of, and that is death. Till death do you part is in the wedding ceremony for good reason. Because of all these sins against God which are written for us in the New Testament Bible, and plain to see, because of all these sins against God, the wrath of God comes to judge this earth. God will destroy this present heaven and earth with fire. And unrepentant sinners will go to hell forever, eternity. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 Verse 9, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate homosexuals, nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Reviler means one who speaks in a vile way toward another. If you return to your previous sins after you're born again, you can be destroyed. If you sin willfully, Hebrews 10, 26 says there's no more sacrifice for your sins. For to do so would be to crucify Jesus afresh. It's a very serious matter. You can't just join a church and sin and confess your sin and go out and commit the sin again after you have supposedly been enlightened to the fact that these are sins. For it would be to crucify Jesus afresh, according to Hebrews chapter 6. And the only solution for this problem is to turn you over to Satan for the destruction of your flesh on this earth so that the spirit can be saved in the day of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 5. That's what Paul said to do to those people who call themselves Christians who are committing fornication or sins of that nature. Drunkenness, fornication. Drunkenness is not a physical illness. 
drunkenness is a sin. God did not forbid the drinking of wine. He forbade drunkenness. But if you go out and become drunken, you might be destroyed forever. I had to deal with a man at church over this one time. He was the teacher of the Bible class of the singles group at the church I attended at the time I dealt with him. It was a very tragic thing because I heard about his girlfriend. Nobody even knew he had a girlfriend. He was a divorced man, had one child by this previous wife. He lived in Dallas, and as far as I know, she lived in California where they had lived before. So it's not that he saw this previous wife or even saw his child. I heard about his girlfriend, which nobody at church knew about. I went to him and I said, I've heard about this girlfriend. Tell me about this. Do you have a girlfriend? Yes. And I said, oh, you know the Bible as well as I do. I can't keep company with you in any way. I can't come to your Bible class anymore. I can't visit with you. I can't have dinner with you. I can't be at church with you. And he said, that's right. He didn't care. I said, I can do nothing concerning you except what Paul said, and that is to turn you over to Satan for the destruction of your flesh, that the spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord. And he said, that's right. He didn't care. He was about probably 55 when this happened. Several years after this, he said, well, fornication's no longer any problem for me. I assume Satan destroyed his flesh. And I do hope his spirit is saved. But you cannot commit sins after you're born again without severe penalty. I have written material and attached it to this podcast on all of these subjects. So I urge you to please read those scriptures carefully. And I will quote one other scripture, Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this world and what they do, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformed by renewing your mind to the Holy Bible, which tells us the way of God, the sins of the world, and how you can be saved and destroyed by your choices. You have to be very protective and careful about your salvation. You cannot live in sin and expect to have a part in heaven. It's that serious. So please, carefully consider judgment is coming. I think perhaps in our lifetime, because the sins have gotten so bad on this earth, 
That is like seeing leaves on a tree in the spring. When those leaves start to come on the tree in the spring, you say, spring is coming. When you see the sins as rampant as they are today on television and in the thinking of human beings as they talk, the judgment can't be far behind. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.